What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski. Thank you for joining me. Uh, if you're here, you are ready to listen to the uh, the podcast I did with Mike Zapantis. He is the host over at the Paintball Podcast, which is another awesome podcast. Uh, I listen to it all the time. He's actually the the one that I listen to that kind of jump-started my whole wanting to do a podcast thing. Um, so I owe a lot of this to him, and I appreciate him putting a bunch of uh, a bunch of content out there and uh, and helping me out in all my little endeavors uh, during this whole journey. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, I loved having him on. I'm, I'm gonna try and get a few uh, with him during the year to kind of catch up on things and uh, you know and just kind of see what's going on in his world. So yeah, I had a great time with uh, with Mike. But uh, before we get into that. Let's thank our sponsors, Planet Eclipse. They actually came out with the new CS Pro. They have uh, they have our version, the AfterShock version. They also have uh, an infamous version, an Impact version. Uh, it's the CS1 that is limited to, to I, I think, 20 guns per pro team. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I, I think that's what it is. So they're very, very limited. Uh, they're, they're different milling from the CS1s. They're, they're cut down even more. I think it even says pro somewhere on there, but um, and they might not even be available to the public. I'm not sure yet. I don't know, but they're very, very freaking cool. So uh, check those out. Also check out the LVR. I like shooting those things because they're awesome. I love the LV platform. Uh, I'm going to be shooting an LVR this year, and I can't wait to get this season started. It's so close. Uh, also brought to you by Midwest Clothing. They are the uh, they are a little company out of Minnesota, and uh, they sponsor teams and individual players with some custom gear. And it's pretty cool. They'll uh, they have a couple programs actually where it's uh, they started one with the custom head swag, where you can go in, they can design it for you. You can you can put in your two cents. You can make it however you want, and uh, and they can help you out with that. If you want to do a whole team sponsorship, they have that too. Uh, just head over to MidwestClothingLLC.com, and uh, you can find everything over there. While you're checking out, type in capital T-P-O-P for a 20% discount whenever you're checking out. So uh, so that way, all your little headbands and your, your pants and jerseys, all that stuff, will be a little 20% discount when you check out. So make sure you do that over at MidwestClothingLLC.com. Com. Also brought to you by Vantrition for all your sporting supplement needs. Uh, they're out of Cleveland. I've been using them for about a year. Uh, I love all of their products, proteins, their uh, their pre-workouts, uh, which is the paintball preload. They also have a recovery formula called the Reload, um, which I take all the time and I have been taking ever since I had my knee surgery. But if you on uh, the same thing as Midwest Clothing, if you go over there and you type in TPOP on uh, on checkout, you will get 15% off of your entire order. So that is pretty cool too. Uh, so thank you, Van Trishan, for sponsoring this and all podcast episodes. We are also brought to you by Carbon Paintball. Uh, these guys are also out of Minnesota, but... Um, they have been in the game for a while, and they know what the uh, the straightforward paintball player needs. It's a very minimalist and uh, 
designs and pants and jerseys and gloves and packs. I mean, this it's very streamlined, very comfortable, and it, it just downright looks good. Um, so make sure you go and check out CarbonPaintball.com. When you are checking out, type in capital T-P-O-P for the Playing On Podcast, and you will get a one-time 15% off of your purchase. Uh, so you can only do it one time, but if you go over there and you uh, and you you get ready to check out, type in capital T P O P, and they will give you 15% off of your entire order. So thank you so much to Carbon Paintball. Well, guys, let's uh, let's get into this interview with Mike. I appreciate you guys listening. So we'll see you at the end. Bye. going good man it's uh, nice and cold it was warm last week and then now it's it out. <laughs> dude we had a uh, we had a windstorm i think it was uh two days ago that was like 60 mile an hour gusts and it was blowing like poles and fucking shit everywhere yeah. i don't know if you guys got that or not uh today we got some gnarly wind and then the other day we were playing on wednesday we were getting the w was getting blown around the field and shit Oh, we were just drilling, so it wasn't really a big deal. Yeah, but that happened down in Tampa. It's like fucking 18 degrees out right now. Oh, can we curse? Oh, totally. Anything you want to say. All right. Oops, I forgot <laughs> to ask about that. Um, Any damn thing. Yeah, it's it was like 22 degrees out this morning, and I was like, uh, fuck that. And then tomorrow is like the last day of practice on the land around here, and mm-hmm. people are playing at like 32 degree high with like, 10 mile an hour winds jesus that's how it was in chicago I, I wasn't able to go to the practice this weekend because uh it's my son's first birthday this weekend so today we set up a bunch of stuff yeah i dude it flies it's crazy yeah I he's gonna be walking and talking soon man he's gonna be saying dad and like up <laughs> up down left yeah. no yes like, no He's, banging on drums and stuff. He, oh, dude. My mom already told me. She goes, uh, so what kind of drum set do you want me to get him? I'm like, are you kidding me? A drum <laughs> they set love that right shit. Now? Oh, they love it. I said a bongo. A little, when he's like two or three years old, get him a little little baby bass drum, you know, a little, little thing, and just boom. Yeah. Get him going. He's a wild child already. He'd probably love it. Dude, if he's smart, you know, like if he starts picking up a musical instrument early and learning how to master it, Yeah. that like accomplishes so much to like his neuron development and he's gonna like i've heard a lot of that sports too like if you get kids started early with like sports that require some kind of like you know mastery of the body like a throwing a baseball or shooting a puck Mm -hmm. gets kids smart man go wings go wings right let's go (laughs) rangers come on baby dude we're doing so bad this year uh struggling the struggle is real, man. We were we were hurt. Uh, Lundquist was getting hurt, beat up pretty bad. He had like a horrible slump. He was getting iced. Yeah. And he kind of got out of it a little bit. So we're still in the hunt to get in the playoffs. But yeah, you guys just actually right. got one of our line uh, defensive men, uh, Smith. I think he was like during, right before the trade line or something happened with uh, Brennan Smith. He, 
for like a draft round pick or something like that? Honestly, dude, in the past two weeks, I've been focused 150% on paintball, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, yeah, I've been like kind of following like some of the sports on Yahoo sports, but I haven't been like every spare moment that I have, I'm sitting there watching old webcast videos and dirter videos and stuff and just kind of getting stoked up for the season. See, I do that throughout the year. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, one up me. Bitch. <laughs> no, no, it's like for me, it, it's weird. So, because I think I've played so much, so much paintball throughout the years, that yeah. it's like I don't want to overload myself because I feel like I've done that before. Like back when I uh, left the game, in like '09 or the end of '09, I feel like I I kept overloading myself with with paintball and I didn't really like step back and give my family or my girlfriend at the time or like enough attention. And I think I just, I've learned to kind of spread it out and yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind it's, it's worked out, but, um, give paintball, it's certain time of the week, give the kids and the wife and all your responsibilities and sort it out and lay it out. Yeah. Especially now the little one. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That way, like when you get to, you know, the point where you're actually focused on paintball, you can focus 100% on it for at least a short period of time. Yeah. You know, instead of kind of half-assing it throughout the week. Because that's what you have to do when you're when you're at practice or when you're at the events. You just, you literally, like, it's in its own world and you, you cannot think about anything else or you otherwise you're just going to head-fuck yourself. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we all know this game is mostly mental. Like, if you just stay uh, on an even path mentally and stay focused and dedicate yourself you'll be all right yeah yeah um so about your uh your sweet little hat right there uh oh hey yeah bunker are so when did you start uh start working for them uh right after world cup it was uh it was pretty cool kind of just fell in my lap and um max and alex like came up to me at world cup and they started kind of talking to me they were playing on my 10-man team so we were just like you know shooting the shit in the pits and yeah I was like, you guys have a great product. I've been using the pack, you know, all season. And there's like a really uh, exemplary focus on like style within the sport. Mm-hmm. And that's a kind of, and they're just really cool guys, you know, like, yeah, they're super, super fun to be around and super fun to talk to. And just a pleasure to, so we started talking and talking and talking. And then kind of, I was like, all right, these guys are cool. They're like, you want to be a rep? And I'm like, yeah, sure. That'd be red. And then it just like molded into like, Hey, let's, let's focus like the five of us. We have a small team of five guys focus a hundred percent on this thing right now. What mm. we got going for us. And they're like, you want to come on full time? And I was like, sure. That'd be awesome. That's very sweet. Yeah. So I get to work with like a bunch of really cool dudes, talk about paintball a week, focus on paintball, something I really love and, you know, make a living off it. Works out pretty good. Hell, now is this going to, you know, divert you from your fall proof? Or are you still going to be involved in that? I uh I quit. I quit that job. Awesome, dude. Yeah. That's so sweet. I mean, I love like, hearing the stories coming in like now you're going to be so much more now engulfed in the game that it's going to be it's going to be cool, good for you, I think. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me was I'm taking like a huge risk, right? You know, I'm like 31 years old and I really really love this game and it's brought me so much. I don't have like the responsibilities. Like I don't have a kid. I don't have a wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm putting that stuff on the back burner for now and living the dream. Why not focus like, why not focus on doing some 
awesome stuff, like building, like building something nice, you know, within the thing that I love and, and focus on that. It works out pretty good. And, uh, I'm super happy. I'm super excited to like be able to work with so many great people, you know? Yeah. It's cool how opportunity like that comes around too, just by, you know, just by the, the nature of the game itself of how, how, what's the word like what a communicative communicative yeah or yeah i mean just how people attract to one another in the game just talking to one another all the time even if it's like uh a passing by hey how you doing how'd you guys do blah, blah blah it's still it's like you've known them your entire life even though i only see them five times five times a year, a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a weird connection so like maybe like 20 minutes at a time exactly you know? if that yeah but you've already broken down the barrier like the the initial icebreaker the commonality is 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 this passion for this game that we Mm -hmm. all love and i think because of its undergroundness it also has that special attraction too like hey yeah we're doing something that's like people don't know about we're really serious about it and it's something that has a huge huge prospect to it you know in terms of marketability and I think one of the coolest things is like getting together with all these different people, right? At least five times a year mm-hmm. and like having a sit down or like just talking for that 20, 30 minutes, you know, you shoot around ideas to try to make this whole thing better, right? Yeah. I was at Paintball Extravaganza two weeks ago and I thought the coolest thing about it was the ability to like walk over to the DLX booth, talk to the dudes over there, you know, shoot the shit about the thing that we love so much, walk over to gel calves, walk over to you know, first strike and talk to these people. And like, you've already broken it down the barrier. We all love paintball. Yeah. Now you start to like think about ideas and share ideas. Right. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that you can share a lot of knowledge with people, you know, knowing things about the the thing that you love so much. Yeah. And everybody else is a different, uh, different look at the game and, and way they go about it. Otherwise there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be as many companies as there is if, you know, everybody didn't have a different idea. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's cool about the extravaganza. That's what I really wanted to go this year. I didn't get the chance to, but um, maybe maybe next year. But I think it's so cool because it's not just uh, it's just like a trade show. Yeah, it, it, it's like a it, it's so much bigger than a trade show. And yeah, and players have their perspective of the game, mm-hmm. you know. And as a player, you see the game as a player. But then if you start to you know, work into like the functionality of the industry and the functionality of the sport itself. That's where you have to get a little bit more serious of ideas. Sometimes I'm not saying that the players don't have serious ideas because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a player too, but, uh, you know, the concerns are different, right? Yeah. You know, the certain concerns and the perspective is different. And when you start to share different perspectives with people, that's when you can start to really learn about something in a special way. And like really solidify maybe a, a fantastic idea because you've talked to so many different people with different perspectives. Yeah. And that's what's cool about building like a paintball team itself, right? You know, when you build a, a, a paintball team, you know, you're looking for like the cannonball snake guy or you're looking for like the solid back player and you have to take all these different people and bring them together for one common goal is to win, right? Mm-hmm. And make so, it work. And make it work, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of interesting like how you guys just like, I mean, it went from star started lineup last year, right? Yeah. With a lot of on paper potential to be a podium team all the freaking time. It just, that mix of potatoes didn't really make a good mash, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a funny analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but it's so true because, uh, 
and I think that was our problem was that on paper everybody was an all star, right? And yeah. I, and I think uh, you know egos led into it, and you know I hate talking shit about anybody, but it's just it's the truth. I mean, people, I think people were thinking that they were better at certain people and you know in positions, and they weren't getting their play time, or that the coach didn't know what the hell he was doing, so they would do their own thing. And it was just yeah. it was just a bad mix of some really good players. And there's I mean, shit like that happens. Like look at draft picks in the NFL or the NHL or something like that. How many yeah. top draft picks end up being, you know, nobody? Um or, yeah. or not living up to their potential. And I think I think with that team last year, it just didn't live live up to the potential because it could have been something really, really great if we had worked as a team. But um we saw how well hey. that worked out. And you can use that year and each and every single player on the team can use that year as like a positive experience, right? Mm-hmm. So you could take something that was really essentially negative. Like you guys didn't perform, you underperformed. It was a, a shit season, right? Yeah. And it's like, but you can take that lesson, make it to something awesome. So going to the next team that you're at or going further on in your career or even past paintball itself, you've developed strong bonds with people you know, and you should love them for that. Like love, yeah. love those people for giving you the opportunity to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and all those dudes should be your brothers. Cause you've shared like hotel bedrooms and like been at paintball events with them and like have fun stories and inside jokes. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. You know, yeah. those are your brothers still. And I think everybody kind of sees, you know, like the, the impacts, the dynasties and they see all these teams that gel and then they look at a team like us, and they're like, oh, well, you know, Aftershock is, you know, they are the, what they are again. Sometimes they do well, sometimes they do, you know, not so well. But I wrote an article for um, uh, from Inside the Net, the, the, the kid who does all the, uh, just the picture magazine. Yeah, Brad, Brad Baldwin. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've talked to him a little bit here and there, but I don't really know him that well. I'm sure I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet him more at the events and everything, but uh, I wrote a little article. I think he'll be at Vegas. Brad? Yeah. Brad, okay. Um, Sorry, I'm staying hydrated. <laughs> That's, me too. Yeah. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. But anyway, I was uh, I wrote that article and it was called uh, Something from Nothing. And it's really just kind of uh, where we're sitting at right now with the guys that we picked up and kind of what it's like being on a team where it's uh, you know very inconsistent and sometimes you're playing well, sometimes you're not. Um, and I, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty cool article. I wrote it on the way back from, um, Tampa Bay practice, just thinking about everything. That was the first practice with a new team. And I had a bunch of things like kind of going through my brain and it's weird though, coming to a, coming to a new year with a whole bunch of new guys that you've never played with before. And, uh, but it was oddly, it, it was oddly like, I felt closer to them almost than what I did the team last year. And I don't know if it's because there's a void and I, it's, mm. it's like an instant attraction kind of a thing where it's, I don't really have mm-hmm. a choice or if it's kind of, it's a brand new, pl- you know, it's a brand new palette and it's you, you make something at that point. You know what I mean? Well, well, there's certainly a lot of talent, right? There's certainly a lot of raw talent. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have picked up those kids for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably the good thing you have going right now, it's like a, completely fresh slate right and all these kids are like hungry to prove themselves right yeah so they should be at least i mean i hope to fucking god they are because if, they I, need I, to be. if yeah. I'm give, if i'm given the opportunity to go play under that name in that division 
which is arguably the hardest division in paintball. And it's been the hardest division in paintball. Mm-hmm. Bar none, you know, yeah, all yeah. across the world, you know, and I would be super stoked. Right. So you, they're, they, they should be putting in like the extra effort and therefore you have this clean, fresh palette. You can mold something beautiful from that raw clay. Right. Yeah. You have the opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. which is fucking awesome. And it's weird kind of being now going from just one of the guys on the team last year later. to be, yeah, to kind of in that spot of where they're going to kind of look at me. Well, at least I think they're going to look at me and go, okay, well now what, what, what should we do? What's going on? What's uh say something to motivate me. So <laughs> say something, please. Like, uh, but it's cool though. Give us I mean, the knowledge. I, I feel like my personality and, uh, kind of the way I I commute with people would it be commute with people <laughs> whatever communicate <laughs> there you go uh commute <laughs> with people yeah I've, yeah I've had a few of these but it's all right um yeah. but I I feel like I I can I can bring and I think the same thing for you it's like you you have that personality to where we can bring stories out of people and we can bring action out of people and yeah. I, I think that's a huge trait to of a person in our position for is sure, what, is and, what I'm and I, I think it's like it, it would be great, a great opportunity for you guys to like sit down and have those like family barbecues, right? And it's needed, and like it's needed, man. You need to like build this this fucking team, right? And you mm-hmm. need to build that community, and that's the kind of stuff that translates like perfectly to like on field performance. Like if you're super comfortable with like your eight guys, mm-hmm. you're gonna see a night and day difference between the way you played beforehand when you're fresh and then the way you play now that you're all brothers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, you know, you know what I'm talking about? That kind of like spidey sense where you like know the dude right next to you is doing this and he's doing his job and you could focus on your job. Yep. Cause you just hear him chattering right there and you know, his voice, you've been hanging out and drinking beers with him for the past couple months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know his voice perfectly. So well, I that's think... cool, man. I, th- I think for us, that's going to be the most important thing is the off the field shit because we don't get very much on the field time with each other, and I, I think that comes into kind of rolling it back to my- a question I want to ask you and see what you think about is: Do you think that money in this sport, uh, as a team owner, has anything to do with the placement of the team or how well a team does? Yeah, certainly. <laughs> are you kidding me yeah and i think but i think that like if the players and the people involved have to earn that money like put in the hard work put in the effort mm-hmm. you know deserve it right if they've worked their ass off to deserve it that builds character right yeah so look at the story with x factor man you know alex funded that team from day one but those kids had to work their ass off to prove themselves both on and off the field, right? Mm-hmm. He instilled like this sense of like doing well in school or getting a job, one or the other, you know? Right. And then you can play paintball. These kids worked their ass off, busted their hump, and fuck, you played on that team. They're mm-hmm. they're the best team in the fucking world. They're one of the best teams in the world. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like if I'm going into a game against X Factor, playing against X Factor on that fucking pro court, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm throwing out all the fucking stops, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now say now now say you have a team like Outlaws, same budget that Alex does, same and, and instead of an outdoor place, they have a they have a, a high dollar indoor place. 
mm-hmm. are they as good as X Factor? Or take an aftershock. I mean, take any of these teams and put a budget, put a ceiling on the budget, saying that there is a budget, and each team has either an indoor facility, a high dollar indoor mm-hmm. facility, or they display outdoors all all year round, like some of the West Coast and Southern teams do. Yeah. Is it now a little bit more of an even keel playing field? Um, certainly. I mean, if you have a, the opportunity to train five days a week at your own kind of like facility, mm-hmm. then you're going to build like great players, right? Fundamentally great players. But I think that we all know with this sport, like it's like a fine wine. Like the players get better with age and the team as a result gets better with age. Right. So again, going back to X Factor as an example, those kids have been playing together for how many years? Yeah. Like well, that, yeah, that's 15 years, biggest attribute. you know? And look at why Dynasty's still a threat. You know, the core of that team has been playing together on a high level, winning events for how long? They know how to do it, mm-hmm. right? Outlaws, teams like Outlaws need to learn how to do it. Now, the problem is with that, a team like that is they didn't come up the ranks all by them, you know, together. Right. You know what I mean? They didn't work their asses off for 10 years together to get to the pro division, right? They kind of, like, dabbled around there, and they, they did earn their spot, certainly, um, but at that high level, man, it's experience. It's those five group of five, six, seven group of guys playing at that high level all the time, going to practices, drilling, working hard together over years and years and years. And that look at vicious, vicious, man. It took them how many years to get a podium? Yeah. Right. And those kids played paintball together for what? Since Oh six. That you is know? a good example. And they had, they had financial backing as well. They did. And, one eight seven is a great example of success. Now, one eight seven was uh, a, a fantastic example of they did have a prime facility, but they couldn't play there year round. They yeah. couldn't play year round just because of the weather. Like there hasn't been like a decent indoor field in the Northeast since you know they closed down um, All American Park, and that was pretty much Midwest. You know, oh, yeah. at that yeah. point, Boston Paintball is a good job for sure, but it's not like what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, and it's also a hike, you know, for a lot of teams. And so was all American park too, but yeah, well, you I don't know. Do. Paintball is a little bit different back then. <laughs> it, it felt, I know it does feel, it does feel different. I just watched, uh, I think it was earlier today or late last night. Uh, I watched heroes for a day and yeah. it just had paintball in, you know, Oh four to Oh six or seven. It just had such a different feel to it. Even with like, uh, the early X ball days of how few, bunkers that were on the field and how fast everybody was shooting um, yeah it was just such I, a different game i think for me right now and this is like maybe anecdotally or like how i'm viewing the sport right now or the community of the sport mm-hmm. is the people that are involved at tournament paintball have been playing tournament paintball for a really long time yeah like these are like the lifers right and that's the sport right now back then you had a lot of new players coming in and right now, like there's been kind of a stagnant uh, flow of new players coming into our sport and taking yeah. it seriously, becoming lifers themselves. So that's, I think, one of the questions a lot of the industry, as well as the players, need to figure out is like, how do we make more people lifers, right? Mm-hmm. How do we give these new kids like the best experience, the best opportunity to fall in love with the game as possible? You know, you give them good working rental guns, right? You give them nice masks. You give them decent paint to shoot like 
so they're not jamming paint in their gun and like shooting marbles at each other you yeah. know and then make them fall in love with the game i could tell you right now like at the playground this little park in south Jer- south jersey that we play at there's a bunch of lifers that play there these little kids these little groms that like grab us <laughs> they grab a C- they grab a csr and they're like look at my daddy gave me and they're wearing their like full jt like helmet mask oh you know, yeah with a with a hoodie on and he's carrying around a csr jeans. and he's like stoked on it he has jeans totally mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't even know how to fill pot yet. And <laughs> They're in front. The pack C- is up front. But he's holding a CSR in his hand, and he's like, this is so cool. I love it. That kid's going to be a lifer, right? Yeah. Because someone gave him the opportunity to, like, fall in love with a game, at least from a technology standpoint, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what draws a lot of people to our sport is, like, the, the kind of, like, why people are into race cars, right? There's, like, mm-hmm. a technology aspect to our game. Look at why Inception's designs is so successful right now. Is he's he's going right to the root of that, right to those people who like love to tinker with guns and play with autocockers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's why he's, he's making a good a good product and a good company. He has a good style to him too. So yeah, yeah. Well, that that void too of like where it, when it went after or uh, uh, autocockers, then slowly went into electronic guns and and now has been that there was that void and I think that filled it and it was just perfect timing for him, as far as that goes. Yeah, and autocockers are super accurate. So if I'm going to be and that helps limiting, my, <laughs> limiting myself on paint for a day, right? You want to go out have fun with your buddies and play like in the woods and it costs $65 a case. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be a scumbag paintball player and be like, yo, man, like, let me get 45 Yeah. Like, just pay the freaking $65. You're going out for, with a ref and a private party. Like, just do it, mm-hmm. right? See, you want to like maybe limit. I've heard, I, I've heard too, like people are like, well, paintball is like super expensive. It's super expensive, and, you know, that's just why I don't job. play it. Well, one, yeah, you should have a job, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, especially if you're going to play paintball. But at the same time, yeah. if you like, if you look at, let's say, snowboarding, how much is yeah. your lift ticket every time you go to go snowboarding? 60 bucks at least. And, and there you go. And you probably have <laughs> all the gear and shit that you need, the best bindings that you want to get, the best board, all that. And you can obviously upgrade each year as they're coming yeah. out with new shit every year. So, I mean, paintball is the same thing. It's just... You have now a twelve hundred dollar marker in your hand that you're shooting instead of a six or and even six or seven hundred dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, and snowboards but, break really easily. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. So anything you do, anything you do is going to be expensive. It's just whether or yeah. not you want to. That's really what you want to do. And, and you know what? Like that's why I say if you're a new player, get a job, right? And focus and budget yourself. Learn how to budget yourself to like have fifty dollars a case every week. Every week set aside to play paintball at least once a week mm-hmm. that's what i did and that's what a lot of other people did we hustled to get like our paint money during college right we'd flip guns buy and sell guns and just to get a case of paint for the week you know yeah. you got to do what you got to do to do the things that you love and sponsorships like that's a huge thing right that people always talk about that'll yeah. help them become a better team no learn how to earn money for your team and learn how to work together as a team to accomplish a financial goal if paintball is too expensive for your 10 player team then do something to earn it right help out your local field if that's like your solution do a car wash yeah work at the field man like run a drill day for your for your field owner like run a drill day on thursday nights like help him run like a speedball day you know help him run a woods ball day like organize do earn your freaking earn your sponsorship earn your 35 dollar case right yeah or be a decent dude at the paintball field like when yeah. kids who yeah. are playing rec ball come up and go, Whoa, wow. Oh yeah. It's huge. It's huge. People and then, 
and then you're you're out there like a a fucking transformer that people are looking at you like wow he has all this stuff I'm not being on that guy's team and this and that but if you appro- if you're if you're approachable and you and you introduce them into the game and you pull them over and say hey do you guys want to play with us you want to do this you want to do that I mean it's it's you're getting more people to play the sport and feel more comfortable with people who oh, dress yeah. like us or or is in gear like we are yeah and get them stoked like you are off the game like yeah. give a, give the kid a pod like throw throw your gun at him real quick to let him pl- shoot it at least you know i would hand it to him yeah you could but like try to i kick wouldn't throw yeah <laughs> Yeah. Tank him with the like that, here you go like that Tyler Harmon shit like what was he what was he doing some like I saw that I would never <laughs> try that I like my guns too much because I would not be able to do it Hey listen like man I put out this challenge last year before Cup and I said anyone on the pro field on the Go Sports webcast live webcast that crab walks to the corner on the pro field right gun in hand and makes it alive five hundred dollars like. I didn't Let's see make that paintball one. Fun again. <laughs> Let's make paintball fun again. What about Dude, what about running to a corner? To a corner. Trust me. <laughs> what about? All right, I will. I five hundred dollars. Your name on it. I'll I'll raise you to. Yeah. I will run to a corner, looking backwards at the net, but shooting downfield. You can moonwalk there. That, that would be fun would too. Be moonwalk out to the corner. Do you remember when Fedorov and Oliver used to like jump over lanes? Or lanes going like out to a well, corner or something it, like it that. Looked like a rope. I guess you could see a lot BPS better too. Yeah. it looked like a rope. You know, you need to bring it back, man. Bring back 15 semi-auto. Bring back 15 semi-auto capped. Damn. And you get, you get uh, three pods. Yeah, M500, right? Three pods and a loader. Mm. I I swear to God, dude. I think M500, M500 and three man. I was be, about to say three man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smaller field. Close quarters, 15 BPS, limit paint, go at it, mm-hmm. boys. <laughs> I think it should be limited already. I, I was talking to Tyler a little bit about this, and he thinks mm-hmm. it's going to be two-man. I I think two-man is too – I mean, it would be exciting if, if one of their guys got shot right away and then the dude pulled out a two-on-one, but then that's really yeah. all that would happen, right? That, that's like the excitement right there. But I feel like a three-on-three, I think the communication across all three backs, or so, I think that would be more rounded. It would be a three-on-three. It would be – it would certainly like – and you make it a three-minute game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Make it a three-minute max point, right? Yeah. Something like that. Or run an X-Ball style. I played a three, three-on-three three X-Ball event at uh, Skyline Paintball in Virginia a couple years ago, and it was race to four, three-on-three. Three. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah. And like, you know, you shark down the field. Like you're trying to rack up points quick. And then you get you have the ability as a team to like lose a guy off the break and still play defensive and hold off a game, you know? Mm-hmm. A two-on-one like makes it like buzzer beater all the time if you want to, oh, especially yeah. if you have 10, 10 BPS, fifteen BPS. You know, you point your gun, <laughs> you block a dude. <laughs> but I wish, I wish what would come back into play too is is gun ability, like shoot, being able to shoot fast without having any kind of you know electronic assistance. help or, or, or assistance. Because I mean, I never. I think I probably told you. I think I told you this before on our podcast, but I never did anything besides mess with my trigger to get my sweet spot to be able to shoot fast. And yeah. I think once people kind of found that that gray area of well, I mean, I just put put in a board and fucking it'll shoot twenty balls, twenty five balls a second off the break, and then cut out. See, but and then I always got the rap because I was always thrown into that. Oh, you're just cheating too because everybody else is doing it, so you're cheating. I was like, no, dude, I think it's a skill to be able to shoot fast and be able to play. 
but I, I just don't think it's ever going to go back to semi-auto. Didn't you? Weren't you uh, playing on X Factor when they did the? Um, or were you on Aftershock at the time? I think you were on X Factor, and they had they True did that semi. Dallas event. True Semi. That's fake. What was semi. that like? Dude, that was terrible. It was the worst thing in the world. I mean, it didn't help that it was like a complete mud, like whatever the yeah. hell that, that that section of the earth just mm-hmm. attracts. You put paintball there, it's just <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Anywhere really, at least one of years in a row. Yeah. Um, but like that event that in particular, weird. that patch of land on the earth, like just bread mud <laughs> and gross oh mud. There's probably a combination of the two, man. Well, to be it honest, could be badlands in the mud where it's like used to be cow fields and uh, there's just a bunch of manure all over the place. Yeah, I mean, imagine like the ability to like actually have some kind of semblance of true semi, right? Mm-hmm. Or something, and you can actually peak out at 15 bps if you're if you just twiddle your fingers that fast or whatever. Twiddle. If you develop that skill, like by yeah. all means, man, like you should get an advantage on that. But you know, if it had some way of like actually counting that not just like a bounce off a micro switch, then I would be total agreeance with it. But yeah. at that point, it's just like the micro switch is going to add shots. Just live with it. <laughs> yeah. Cap it at 15. I think it's just what pissed me off is just when I see guys and they're just holding down the lane and they're just doing this and they're, they can throw their gun wherever they want, but they're just one finger just, and they're shooting 10.5 balls a second. By I do it all the time. <laughs> there you go. Accuracy through volume, baby. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just point and shoot. Just point, close your eyes, and shoot. Sometimes you'll get a guy. Sometimes it works out pretty good. So what do you think? What do you think about the uh, Vegas layout? You think uh, it's gonna be... I'm not playing it. I'm actually going to be playing 10-man there. Um, but from what it seems, I was stoked when I saw that snake. And then I was watching the uh, infamous X-Factor practice mm-hmm. today, and – that snake look like it's going to be a lot of fun, you know, especially you put like cool snake player weapons in there yeah, and see how people can get crafty and stuff. You saw, um, I think it was someone got a jump, uh, crawled around like those, that 50 yard line being uh, went window there. Yeah. Crawled around and shot a dude on his loader, um, uh, right on his loader. Cause he was like kind of playing sloppy in the snake three, you know, I think I know what you're so talking about. Be, it looks like a seven man snake, man. Remember those like old mm-hmm. crafty, like, you kind of like can go to the inside, wrap around real quick, or jump a beam. Yeah. There's a big door and a car wash in the way. <laughs> you know? I just said, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. But like that snake looks like a lot of fun. You have a, a semblance of a snake corner, so you can at least off the break, like defend that lane and prevent a guy from going down the tape real quick. Yeah. Uh, the Dorito side, you know, you can move into the snake, uh, Dorito three and just chop up that corner. Mm-hmm. So as long as you already have presence in the snake, like at least in one of the window window things, I don't know. I call I call them like little windows, little Wu Tangs. Um, they're like old doors. Reservoir those? tip. Reservoir tip. Yeah, nipple. Yeah. You could just <laughs> little nipples uh, up top. Why is that? That why is that there? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it would not be know. a W without the little nipple, I guess, in the middle. Yeah, it's touche, you know. <laughs> and I guess people have learned how to play it. I guess if you're small enough, it's kind of great. Yeah. It kind of hides your loader in your head. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of works out. Yeah. Dude, that or the snake. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, all your all you saw was your head, and everything was on the side, and it was just like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Sound effects. Uh, but that snake, when uh, when we played it over the this last weekend, it was it was kind of sketchy at the same time because there's so many bounce shots. Um, How, were you playing front? Mm-hmm. 
Nice. Yeah, I was playing. <laughs> I was playing mostly Dorito side just to kind of give my knee a little bit of a rest. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, but the few times I did I play, damage the play this layout, man. Like I bet they had. I bet they were a fun team to play against on this it, layout. Yeah, it was. I want to go down there a lot more. Actually, they're they're really. I I love all You're, those guys, and I think the warm weather. You can't fucking. You are CFP. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's a great field, you know. Mm-hmm. It has like four different X ball fields, five different X ball fields worth of land all netted off already. It was awesome. I think you last time I was that. down there was 2005 or something against uh, Doc's Raiders. I think it was oh Doc's shit, Raiders down there. throwback. Yeah, it was a while. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, but that snake, there's there's a ton of bounce shots in there off those little knuckles. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, you can bounce them right off those knuckles, and it, it's kind of a bitch too, especially like start. And I didn't really see in the infamous uh, X Factor practice them using those bounce shots because they the, the the snake players felt really or looked really comfortable. It looked really comfortable, right? And and especially if there's. It didn't seem like a lot of people were pushing the W enough, right? True. So if you get a crafty W player who can like bounce off real quick with an accurate snapshot, you know, he could bounce off real quick, roll five off that bounce shot, yeah. and and neutralize the snake player immediately, right? Mm-hmm. But he has to feel comfortable with his dudes on D side. So that's why I think if you can get a guy into the Dorito two and just kind of post on that zone, like the tape zone. You'll defend your W player, allow him the ability to do that. You get a guy in the Obama, what we call that can, or even in the back center, just watching that dude's back. Yeah. The the W guy will be at free reign all the whole the whole time and just punish the freaking snake. Yeah. No, no, agreed. So, agreed. That X that X guy too, he has or W guy, he has a lot of uh, a lot of really good secondary uh shots too, as far as people just going to their secondaries. Yeah, pretty, and look where pretty, he can look where he can run through to. You know, he could run through to a that tower. giant asset. You know, like yeah, you, you pop off the dudes on snake side, run up to that Aztec, you can get a cheap kill off D side real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're a W player and you can consistently like look at Nick Laval, dude. If you're a W player and can consistently get a G wide and then go bunker out your mirror or and get another kill, if that dude can consistently do that, it's like the old snake players that just go up there, get three kills, we're good from there, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not to not to bring it back to when we beat them at World Cup or anything. But... Yeah, I just watched that game the other day. That was awesome. So, well, um, well, I think that's the best example is because I think we beat we we fought fire with fire. I I feel, and I I think our best ability was to run wide and see Nick going up the field. That way, we could at least trade out and go back to four on four and play the game that way. And. Yeah. I think our ability to be able to catch him and take him out early, you know, led to our uh, led to the victory. I think. Well, if you look at by like the time the teams are playing on Sunday, though, all the teams figured out that the side to kill off the break is that wide snake side, mm-hmm. and if you can consistently neutralize that god or that snake corner player off the break by focusing your guns there, you're gonna win. I mean, I think it was like eighty percent of the points where the team shot that dude wide on Sunday on all the Sunday gameplay. Yeah, they're winning points because you could have the free reign up at the W and just lock off that side of the field. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the W. I think that like the W with especially that you put the cakes around the side of it so people don't freight train into each other. Yeah, um, it's a great bunker. You know, it, it it's, it's really huge. awesome. It's really awesome to see. I have this dude I coach on the Drexel College team. His name's Andreas. He is like a defensive center you know football size like he's huge mm-hmm. he's like six foot six 280 pounds 
he goes up to the W and he feasts like he gets four packs from up there. And it's awesome to see a kid that that's that size fall in love with a game because he's like sitting there getting three packs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get was... that kid stoked. And, you know, that's a lifer. That uh, hashtag lifer. Mm. That uh, <laughs> that reminds me. You guys played. Uh, I think it was World Cup 10 man. You guys played a team where it was, I think, some of the shock dudes and a, a really tall guy who played the W. Who, um, and his name's Mark Schulte, and he's I work with him, and he he's oh, six foot nine. Hard. He looks huge, dude. He's he's ginormous. He's six nine, and he's just he's a monster. And now he used to weigh like four hundred pounds or something like that, but he actually he's down to like two thirty, two forty, and he's just Fuck yeah, yeah. He's a beast. He plays volleyball, hockey, all this shit. But he's he's getting back into the sport again. And uh, he goes up to that W and just, I mean, just stands at the windows and just, I mean, just. And that, uh, that, uh, that 10 man field at World Cup had Mm -hmm. the two W's, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, dudes like that could, like, become, like, an awesome front player where they're playing, like, up the field again, making that, like, third or fourth bump. Like, there was a a freaking W type little mini W over there, too. Yeah. So you could, like, run bunker some guy, slide in, and then all of a sudden you're becoming a front player and pop off three dudes. Mm -hmm. Like, 10 man man is, like, the coolest shit ever. And I'm so happy that they are giving it back to us because it gets people that were the lifers back into the sport again. You know, come, have fun, hang out with your boys, drink a couple beers. You win, you win, you lose, you still had fun shooting the shit out of 10 people, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) and that's another cool thing you know you call g5 there's still five other dudes on the other <laughs> other, other side yeah shooting yeah. back at you it's a rare occurrence you hear g8 g8, g8. and then you know you just shark down the field like madmen and that's that's so cool to see people like like the all americans coming back like all those old heads coming back and playing 10 mana cup mm-hmm. you know that's like really cool shit that's awesome oh, stuff yeah. And I think that it's what's needed in our sport. It brings the history back. Like it gets people reinvested, their hearts reinvested back into the game because they're like, oh shit, I used to love the All Americans. Now they're back playing 10 man. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're all they're all grandfathers now. Yeah, maybe Aftershock should play 10 man. Maybe they'll win an event. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> that is true, though. They're, they're pretty right? fucking good at 10 man. What was, I mean, damn, dude. Those dudes were stunned at 10 man. <sighs> See, and that's what I, I've always tried to th- get all the OG head, heads back. I thought about it too, and I was like, okay, so what? What is the difference from the aftershock of old to the aftershock of now? Which, and and by that I mean, we had the same. They had to play at, at Badlands in the winter. They had to do all this shit, the same shit that we went through. But what was it? What was that? That connection that they had that we just cannot seem to grasp yet. I don't know, man. Like the game was so different back then, mm-hmm. and I, like I, I wasn't involved in like the tournament scene of the old ten man to like really have like a good solid perspective of it. The only knowledge and history that I know of it is from videos like Push, yeah. you know, like all that old footage, and that's like my perspective. It's through the eyes of this camera lens, essentially, and the person who's editing the video. Yeah, but the game has changed dramatically since then. And man, like, I don't know. I, like, I really, I can't, I can't think of like, what what would be the difference, you know? But it's like the basic principles are the same, right? Like teamwork, 
uh, yeah, shooting, communication, you know, communication, um, trust. I, I just don't. I just cannot seem to grasp. I don't know if it's the game itself that has changed or the pace has changed. And maybe maybe it was like the the love for it too. You know, like the real true passion and love for it, and that shit produces results. I mean, I've never met any of those old dudes on Aftershock. Mm-hmm. You know. I personally don't know any of them, but man, they must have had a lot of heart to keep winning World Cups and like kind of pulling out games in the fashion that they always did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I Maybe I... it was like the fact that they were setting up bunkers back then or setting up fields and like playing in the middle of the winter and shit. Maybe it was that, you know? I hate playing in the cuts, winter. It cuts your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like something about me playing in the winter and my fingers being frozen and it just not it's not fun at that point to me like i'll, I'll go and do bumps. drills <laughs> yeah yeah I, w- I went through a glove phase like early in my career like i wore gloves all yeah. the time and then i think i think when i got on keeping it soft for the ladies keeping it soft for the ladies yeah baby i threw them bitches off and i was like all right it's time to make some some fun uh, game scars on my hands yeah dude those those calluses like right there those ones those, those are, reg- are the paintball those calluses. Are, those are the regulator uh, callus right there. Gripping yeah. the regulator too hard. Exactly. Exactly, Mundo. <laughs> I don't know. Like we, I, I was going to drill today, um, but I got I went outside to take the dogs out in the morning. I was like, shit, it it's is way too cold. cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you know what? I'm just I'm playing 10-man at Vegas. Like, I'm good, man. Like, I'm all right. Like, I drilled on Wednesday. I put my time in. There you go. I was going to do that today. I was actually, I went outside. I was like, since we had that windstorm, I have a bunch of like broken limbs and shit in the backyard. I was like, all right, pick up the limbs, pick up all the dog poop, and I'll set up my little target, and I'll just, you know, 20, 30 minutes, just snap shoot right, left, right, left. I get, I walk out the door, and the the breeze cuts through my face, and I was like, all right, (laughs) it's not happening. Fuck yeah, that's when you shoot the paintball out of your out of your gun and it just immediately curves to the left, like whatever the way the wind's going. And you're like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of useless anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm really yeah. not learning anything. That's like, what Bruno said over the this t- at least today is that they practiced, but it was they were barely getting the paint out of their out of their guns, and and like, it was so you're wind. not shooting lanes or learning lanes, like yeah. So it's it was I guess today was kind of a tough practice. We didn't have are you gonna to practice go. tomorrow. No, tomorrow is my actual actual birthday party for my son, so I'm gonna think about it hard. I'll probably sure. watch some paintball videos. Yeah, and hit. I just bought Are a punching bag, so I'm gonna, I'll probably hit that tomorrow. And that's that's definitely you gotta get the landing practice too. Like, play, get some darts, get a dartboard. You know. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That helps keep you focused on the bullseye. I have a little koosh right. ball, and I, I do that to my son's head. And I just <laughs> and he goes to catch it and it just hits him in the forehead and I just do that. So, yeah, like it's it's catch, but he hasn't learned the catch part yet. Yeah, exactly. It'll come around. It'll come around. Yeah, eventually he's gonna get sick and tired of getting hit in the head with a koosh ball and learn how to block it. <laughs> and for all those kids out there, a koosh ball is like a little it's soft. Yeah. yeah, it's not like hard. It's, it's not, not nothing hard. hard. <laughs> guys, guys, come on, calm down. There's no children harmed in the making of this podcast at all. No, for nothing sure. sharp. Yet. <laughs> yeah, you're not, not throwing daggers at him yet, you know. Yeah. You don't got Bruce Lee, Carl. Come on. <laughs> Bruce Lee incarnate. Dude, my, my son, though, he's a he's a trip, man. He's, like, in the 80th percentile as far as his height and his weight. Like, he's just a big kid. But he's not overweight. Yeah. He's just 
fucking solid, stocky little kid. And it's so funny because he's so kind of like, he's a baby, but he's tough looking at the same time. But he loves like music and he dances and stuff. And he's like, he's just a riot, man. That's cool. That's going to be fun. That's going to be super fun. And a year old. And that's right now, it's going to be like the, the best time. And it's probably so awesome to like have that like within your family, mm-hmm. you know, and that love. And you know what? You still have the love for paintball, man. You're still making it happen, making it work. And kudos to you. Hats off to you. And to all the other paintball dads out there and paintball moms, like that. Yeah. Go out there, put in the effort to like be involved on a team, but also like be a good dad too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough because especially when the season comes around, um, that, that month of a tournament, I'm gone for three solid weekends where I could yeah. be spending time or memories with my family, but I'm out trying to, you know, live this whole fucking dream and, and yeah. push myself. So it's hard to, it's hard to justify to my wife of why I still do it just because I haven't won a tournament in a long time. Uh, I've won games. I've won. And, but it's, it's still the passion for the game. I still feel like I have a lot to com- contribute to the game. And, yeah. I just I don't hate it yet. <laughs> so well, you certainly you certainly have the voice for it, right? And like, even if the capacity becomes like where this is your contribution to the game right now, like staying involved with it, like thank God our sport, like you can play into well well into your forties and fifties yeah. and still even be competitive, you know. And mm-hmm. look at some of the players on the pro division in the pro division. Mike's Paxson's like in his forties, right? Yeah. You know, and he's a killer. Like, if if Ironman had let Paxson go, everyone in the paintball community, like at the same time, would have went like this. <laughs> he's, know, he's been playing that, for a while. That dude just finishes games, man. Like, mm-hmm. like that's it. Oh, it doesn't help. He and has a solid fucking shot too. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like he just makes it happen with his paintball gun. Dude, all those old I remember, dudes. I have I remember, great shots. Yeah, dude. He was on aftershock. That's why. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I remember. I think something got caught. Remember that event, Riverside, in 2014, on that beautiful soccer field. Were you at Riverside 2014? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. PSB. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful soccer field. Like it, like you pressed on the the grass and it felt like turf. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. And so someone caught like I don't know, something up there on the the line that runs over the pro field, mm-hmm. and someone gave Pax and a die gun. And said, "Can you please help us shoot this down?" First shot, bam, got it off. I was like, "Nice!" <laughs> Everyone on the was like, "Yeah, that's sweet." Yeah, trick shot. <laughs> Dude, I play that all the time. Uh, whenever I'm at practice, like in between points, I play paint with just you throw the paint in the air. No, 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 no. I, you, it's like horse, but oh, yeah, but paint. So like we choose like uh, like a little eyelet, like a little eyelet from uh, from a. The netting, or a yeah, portion yeah. of the pole, or a bag or that's pod, sitting, or a pod, pod in the mud. left hand, right hand, yeah. So in between points, that's what I'm doing instead that's of sick. what I should be. Well, all right. So I'm serious about the fucking sport, right? Like I, I when I show up to play, I'm I'm dead serious. But if you can't go and have fun, and you guys, if you if you guys are just down each other's fucking throats, and you're like, why didn't you do this yeah. and this and that and this and that, or you're super serious the entire time, like. That's when it's no fun. But if you can go out there and play and paint play in between, paint. yeah, in <laughs> yeah. between uh, in between points, 
Dude, that's when you start building the camaraderie and shit. Oh, I certainly agree. I mean, my team this past year, like, we would have a, we had this, like, battle horn. It's, like, right over there. And, like, <laughs> when we show up to Foxwell events, we blow this, like, stupid battle horn. It's a 16 inch, like, hollowed out steer horn. Nice. And it sounds like freaking, like, war horn from back in the day. You know, and when I say back in the day, I don't mean, like, your great grandfathers. I'm talking about, like, <laughs> way back in the day. Like, yeah. Swords and shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, how and, fucking crazy is that, though? Like, okay, getting shot with a bullet probably is no fucking joke, but... Yeah, you don't see it coming at all. Imagine going to war... someone's leg off. Oh, my God, with a dude coming at you who's twice your size, and he has a sword that's twice your size, and he's Jeez. ready to kill you. Uh, last night I was in Philly, and my friend had, like, a... I killed a stress log in his living room, and it was a, just a big log giant log mm -hmm. and he starts whipping out all these different axes and he's like this is a norwegian axe this is a finnish axe <laughs> That's and like we're sitting there just like wham on this piece of wood and i was like the first thought all of us said to each other was like imagine hitting someone with this thing <laughs> like fuck that yeah yeah it's thank god war's a little bit more civilized now but it seems like we haven't quite got it out of our system as a species yet but the end like, game's the same right it's like it's the same it fucking... sucks put that dude in the ground and then that's i respect i i respect all the people in the military like as being human beings and like being oh, yeah. reflections of, of me essentially right mm -hmm. and they're doing a job man like they're doing a great job like we get to sit here and do a podcast on a saturday night at 9 p.m and yeah sit here safe and not worry about shit right and we get to we're afforded this luxury because of the, the stuff that those guys do so more power to them respect them oh yeah but like come on come on like can we can we stop doing this yet <laughs> can we please please we please finish for the love of god well it's not our like, war man it's 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 that's a whole nother podcast that's we have we have things like paintball and football and soccer and lacrosse and like all these awesome like functional and creative and human building things mm -hmm. that you can get out your aggressive rocks right like everyone has it right yeah and every male at least i mean shit <laughs> like if you got some a lick of testosterone in your body you want to sometimes pay to punch it back right yeah and come on let's stop going to war and like let's stop beating people up like let's just go play paintball and like have fun you know i want to see that i want to see that first uh female like legit pro on a team like nasty paintball player so i was i thought it was gonna be that chick Brittany wagoner man remember that chick she was mm -hmm. on destiny this chick she was on destiny back in like uh 08 d2 right and she was a track athlete she ended up going to like um shit fau or some college in florida on a full like scholarship nice. right for track and field the the girl was super fast super fit and she was a hell of a snake player. I thought it was going to be her, for sure. Really? I would want her on my team if I was building a pro team back then. See, I want to I want to see that barrier broke. I, I really do. But I don't know if That'd it's That would be awesome. I, I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon. I'm not like I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying I don't know if that trust there or not even trust it, that that openness I think is there yet. As bad I don't as think sounds. it's gonna be anytime soon, simply because like, where is the highest ranked divisional female player right now? You know, yeah, playing playing D four D three, like, 
unless like that kid's like a super stunt, like snake player, you're not bringing him on your pro team yet. You mm-hmm. know, you're going to like let that kid work his way up. Look at like some of the pickups this off season, right? You get Scotty Graham comes from a Distortion. thorough breed, thorough breed of winning world cups. Like, Mm-hmm. You won D2 World Cup the year before. You won D1 World Cup 2016, and you're a fast little kid. Pick him up, dude. You know, yeah. <laughs> easy, easy guess in my book. But is there a female there yet? Not yet. And there's certainly girls that are like tiny in shape, and you know, I don't know. It's hard to break it through that male, that male aspect for sure. Like just that whole team mentality. But I think paint, paintball would be the area to do it though. It's just like I think it's I feel like it's snowboarding, you know. There, yeah. the the ability can be the same, because um, if if you have not even necessarily you don't even have to be the world's best snake player. If you can be a solid two, and yeah. be able to communicate and snap shoot and just have your basic shit down to a fucking T, I feel like that a girl could definitely break through. Uh, a woman or a girl could break through. Yeah, yeah, and and really make a statement. I think that is the next direction. I almost think that that would be the fucking breakthrough for the game to get into the mainstream is if we had girls, women playing alongside men at the, at the professional level and we could be that sport. I feel. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at NASCAR. Um, yeah, you know, paintball is certainly like the thing about paintball and a lot of people play, players like you and me understand this is that it's probably like 85 percent mental, 10 percent fundamentals and think extra five percent like raw athleticism. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have 85 percent mental and you're a consistent, mentally good sound player, you're still going to be able to compete at the really high level, even if you're like not in the best shape or even um, maybe don't have the quickest snapshot. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's got guys on the pro division that are like that, like. Certainly. Right. Mm-hmm. So paintball is very unique in that aspect. Whereas like snowboarding, even to like draw that analogy, like the males, unfortunately, will always be better than the females, like in terms of like just raw statistics, because right. males just biologically have more muscle, more mass and can like fling themselves in the air a lot higher than females. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly I'm not discrediting all the awesome snowboarder females out there. And I love watching the Olympic snowboarding female uh, snow, slow, uh, border cross or whatever it is yeah. um, where they're hitting rails and like jumps and stuff and that shit's interesting because they throw like their flair and their style into it mm-hmm. and with paintball though I mean it's certainly we have the, the right concoction of how you get good at the sport for a female to break through and there's there's certainly some prospects out there it's just maybe a matter of giving them the opportunity on your team to let them shine Yeah, that might be the thing and like being open-minded, you know, like being an open-minded group of people that are willing to like give someone a shot. I had yeah. a deaf kid on my team a couple of years ago, just, you know, and really? it was, yeah, it was a fantastic learning experience for me. I've never like been on a team with anyone that's been deaf. So like having to overcome or attempting to even overcome that barrier, like made me, I feel personally grow as a, as a person. That's kind of one of the fundamentals of why I started my new team was like grow as human beings, like be, and therefore it'll translate into growing as a paintball player, you yeah. know, grow as a human being and have fun. I think a lot of people like forget how fun paintball is, even when they get to the highest level. That could be why that, you know, Aftershock didn't do well last season. 
maybe people forgot how much fucking fun it is to play paintball with your boys. Yeah, it was a job at that point. I mean, we weren't even getting paid for it. It was just it felt like a job. It felt uh, fucking just repetitive, and the demeanor of everybody was bleh. So yeah, off the field. If the off the field shit's not working, the on field stuff is not going to follow. Exactly. And <clears throat> I mean, not to beat it at horse, but that's why ten man is awesome because you get to go out and have fun. That's it. If I you win, you win. You, dude, come. I want. I want to. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I. I want to not be playing 10-man on Sunday sure. because I would love to be playing in finals. I agree with that. Which we yeah. are going to be in this year. Playing in finals, yes. This year. I don't know when. Yeah, baby. Uh, it, it, yes. Uh, but it's got to get in a solid bracket and squeak in, man. I want to Hope for a Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Hope for a Dallas. Fuck that. I'm going to fucking nine, come out. Nine, I'm going to come out guns are fucking blazing, dude. I'm, like, like, I'm, walk, baby. I'm dude. I'm stoked. Like I've had a, a little bit in me, so this is a, a little open podcast. But uh, dude, I'm I, I'm feeling. I think I don't know if it's the knee thing to where I'm feel like I'm a new player or a new person or what. But I'm just I feel feel good. How's your what's your bracket looking like for uh, for Vegas? <sighs> um, I was gonna pull it up, but I don't feel like getting distracted. <laughs> I think it's Outlaws, Infamous, Impact. And, and if you're out of bracket game, outlaws. Okay. Uh, and outlaws. Infamous impact. Infamous impact, and man, who's our fourth? I don't know. Come on, come on, hot Carl. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't really look at that shit. I like I because this guy on play, right? Yeah, yeah, I just kind of go out and play because it's really, it's really, the it's. Teams are doing the same shit for the most part, right? Plays are, it's yeah, just execution. It's so, um, infamous impact, and I bet you I'm I'll on know in a minute. Page right now. I, so, we need a, this is like a consistent thing in my podcast. It's like I need a, a fact checker dude that's like on deck. I like listened to the Truder one, yeah, and you, <laughs> you had somebody, <laughs> yeah. which was a great, I, I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed that one thoroughly. That was so much fun. Like, Shout out to the Paintball that. Podcast, dude, by the way. Go over and check that out. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That shit's super fun, for sure. Um, and especially the story about the Ducati, man. Like, <laughs> I texted you I texted you right away, like, right yeah. when I heard that, because I was like, that's a fucking, that's a small world story. I gave Nick a huge hug, like, when we, fir- when we first connected the dots. Like, I'm telling him this story, right? <laughs> And he's like, I'm just imagining you backing up into a Ducati. I'm sitting there on a I'm sitting there on a hotel room couch, uh, <laughs> sitting next to the dude, watching uh, Go Sports, talking about paintball, and then mm. that was my Ducati, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> like, oh shit! That's like immediately where my heart went. And I was like, yeah. I got up, I was laughing. I was like, dude, ten years ago, man. And I finally the next day, I was like, listen, Nick, you know what? In ten years, I've never apologized to you. I'm sorry. I shook his <laughs> hand. You know, that's probably that's all, sometimes that's all it needs. It's just like an I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Does he have a new I Ducati? Uh, he has some other kind of sweet motorcycle, like a cruiser type thing. I'm selling my bike. I had a, I have a 2003 Harley 1200, uh, Woo! little Sportster, and I love jetting around on that thing. It's got like, I love it. But I think it's I don't know, man. I love my son too much to uh, to not be here. Yeah, my uh, 
I know a couple of people that got seriously injured, maimed, or deceased off of riding a motorcycle, and you know, more it's probably not their to fault you. too. It was usually it isn't. Usually, <laughs> yeah, usually. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's guys out there that are driving like or riding like assholes, but um, yeah. but most but of the time, the it's cars too. like riding like assholes too. You know, it's too, there's a lot of people out there, man. I'm not trying to risk. Uh, I mean, I think motorcycles are sweet. <laughs> like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love it. Like, I think they're awesome. And more power to you if you can ride them and not get killed. But I know the way I drive a car, man. <laughs> if I get comfortable behind a bike, yeah, you know, I'm I'm eating shit. Have you ever rode sure. one? Yeah, and I dropped it. A 250 Kawasaki Ninja. <laughs> I like rode it down the street, and then I stalled it out, jumped, and I dropped it on my knee. And I was Ooh. like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm thanks, buddy. And my buddy, like, he gave me the keys, and he like. Show me how to start up. He's like, just don't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> drop it on my knee. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. I scuffed your freaking side view mirror. I just have a habit, a perpetual habit with knocking over motorcycles. Yeah. So I just don't fuck with them, you know? Well, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> Hands off. Hands off. I'll stick with my Subaru any day. So uh, since I've been staring at uh, a screen of you inside, I'm thinking, what is your room? Um, is What's that uh, that jersey you got up there? That one? Yeah. That's a good that point. That is a – oh, look at that. <laughs> uh, that is a Greece national paintball jersey from uh, – you know how to do those like Millennium, the Euro events, like where they do like the Nations Cup? Mm-hmm. That is from that. It's from like 2011 or 10 year they did it. Yeah. And my buddy gave it to me because I have played paintball in Greece twice and met some That's cool sweet. people out there. Yeah, and those flags back there – the mm-hmm. Panathinaikos flags are from they're like my favorite soccer club in Greece and uh, funny story I was over in Greece in 2010 and I really wanted to go see them play and they were playing in Athens at the time and they were playing this team from uh, another Athenian team called Ike AEK and I couldn't go watch the game because they banned all the fans so like yeah. the, the game beforehand fans were throwing flares at each other so as punishment, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, you know, imagine like <laughs> you're at a game and you just hit in the head, hit in the back of the head with a flare yeah, all the time. Like, fuck that, yeah, fuck that noise, you know. And so, so <laughs> they banned all the fans, like as uh, as a punishment, and it stinks too because like kids can't go and see their favorite soccer team play because their parents are too afraid to like bring them to a game because yeah. they're gonna get. Hit with a glass bottle because of like some idiots, or flare, God forbid. <laughs> so it kind of stinks. <laughs> Who takes a flare to a fucking game, dude? That's that's you and you're a your serious the, fan. The vuvuzelas are cool. Like just stick with the vuvuzelas. Get out your aggression by blowing on a giant horn. Yeah, that's those fine. are the big long ones that are like, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that, dude. Like it's all good. Go and kick a rock like somewhere <laughs> later. Like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. just don't throw a flyer at some kid. Like, for the love of uh, God. What an asshole. <laughs> I mean, they have they have jails. They have a jail in the Philadelphia Eagles Stadium, uh, the Lincoln Financial. Because, like, the, the Philly fans are, like, hooligans. Well, <laughs> so they should probably have one at the Flyers Stadium, too, or Flyer Rink. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they can get pretty rowdy over there as well. I got punched in the chest at a Phillies game. It's freaking baseball, for the love of God. Yeah, <laughs> you know, savages. In the I was chest. Gonna wear my, I was gonna wear my Mets jersey on this podcast just to 
be proud, but it's only spring training, so I didn't want to like seem too overzealous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you play baseball I, when you were a kid? Yeah, I grew up uh, in Queens playing baseball, and it was super fun. And I love I love I love playing third base and like playing right field because I sucked. <laughs> you know. So like that's You're where you part of the, the game though at right field. Yeah, I guess you know like every kid's a right-handed batter. Like there you go. You're never getting. Just sit there and pick your nose. Like that's all you do in right field when you're a kid. Dude, and, I love uh, playing baseball when I was younger. It was like I love playing baseball now. Like well, now it's softball, but um, baseball was one of those things where naturally it was one of the first things I was good at. I saw you try and take a drink of that cap. That was great. Um, but uh, baseball was one of my <laughs> I first. I got away with it. <laughs> Baseball was one of the first things where I was like naturally good, and I that and eventually I fell in love with it after like the second time of doing it. But I can't I can't really sit and watch baseball too much. I I will go to a game hands down. I'll go to a game, but I, it's hard for me to watch it. But I'll play it any day. I'll go to a game any day. But to watch it on TV, except for the World Series last year, did I watch every game? That was, I was I was completely that was crazy. into it. But I love I love baseball. I played I played through high school. I love the history of it, you know. Yeah, just all the facts and the stats, like like hearing about like all these dudes that just like the most obscure shit, you know. Like I love it. It's there was so a, much fun. There was a a documentary series where each episode was like an hour, and it was on baseball. And I forget what the hell mm. and where it was at, but uh, I remember that. Uh, it yeah. was it was really cool. Like every night, I'd sit down and I'd watch it. There's our like, fact checker guy. Come fucking on, fucking fact checker. Where are you? Fact checker. No. Where the hell are you? We need to this, upgrade our payrolls. I have a small budget on this podcast, so Very I have, tiny. I have no. I am the fact checker after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that once. I like fucked up on a podcast stat, and then the next one a week later. It's like reading like a newspaper nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like who does it? One like yeah. It's kind of like. The whole point of the podcast is not to be news. It's like to be just like sit here and have a conversation. Spur of the moment. Right? And it's what you think. It's moment. what you think. If I think that this is this, I'll tell you if it's bullshit or not. But it's just, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a convolution of ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's like what is needed and like freaking you know, props to you for starting this thing. And I hope you, I hope you keep with it for sure. Well, that's like, because really of you, do. man. That's honestly, hands fucking down. I swear to God, that's, I I started listening to I've like everybody else, fucking probably Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss, a couple other different ones, yeah. but then I looked into paintball ones and I saw yours and started listening to yours and I was like, man, this Did it again. I I love, I love uh, just what you're doing and I I wish you more guests and the best of luck and 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 more episodes because. Like we've said before to each other in text and everything else, the more the merrier, and the yeah. more content we get out there, uh, the more the more people would want to do this with us. Yeah, and so. I urge people all the time to like go and get a go sports account, you know, or like like feed into like that the that industry because it's what gives you like this awesome content and like what gets you stoked about paintball, like day after day and then day out, you know. Yeah. And if that's what, you know, you got to vote your dollars in that regard. And in order to get that kind of production quality, you need money, like hands down. And going back to the whole paintball teams and money thing, like you want like a really good product, like you have to throw some serious in this world financial investment and not just a hope and a prayer, you know? 
Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Like, we don't live in a, a barter and trade society. We live in a money society. Yeah, so, unfortunately, to buy to buy a sweet microphone and to buy sweet cameras and to buy LCD screen TVs that like to be backdrops for when they do player <laughs> interviews. Like, yeah, that stuff costs money, man. And don't be cheap. Eight dollars a month ain't gonna kill you. You know. Yeah. And fuck, this is all I can afford right now. But it's making it. It's I'm making it work, and you're making it work. And I've had more people come up to me and say, "Hey, man, dude, your podcast saved me on this long ass boring drive to the field, yeah, or dude. at the gym, or I love your little live things. Those are fun. Which one though? The truck talks. Yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's Mark. That's him and I. We just usually we, we go off on one thing, dude. That kid, I swear to God, he's I think he's like 27 or 28, but he is non-stop paintball like he he's on pb nation like he's always he always has something to talk about which is great for something like this because yeah i'm gonna have him on here again um just to kind of go over some things in the league and everything but he's always talking paintball which is which keeps me kind of up to date on everything because i'm not always looking up looking up everything so for sure it was uh it's it's just getting more of that content out there and like just at least for you and having a creative vision like i i started this thing like kind of for myself like because I was lacking like a creative focus mm-hmm. like and I was like you know what I could sh- I, I really am passionate about this type of thing and obviously I'm passionate about paintball and I want to produce something with like my hands and my mind right yeah so this is what it is and it helps me I think become a better paintball player because I'm like designing focus into like one thing right mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, whether it be like your brain too. So it's kind of like, just, yeah. yeah. Try to keep that shit firing on all cylinders there at all go. times, you know, yeah. try to at least, unless, unless I'm drinking some of that fine wine, then I don't know if it's fine, shut down it is wine, but it's a blend of old vine, California heritage varietals. I'm trying to keep my pH up. I got this Icelandic water and it has like a pH of 8.4. That's polar bear pee. It's basically polar bear pee. <laughs> I and knew it. I, you know what? That's what gives me strength throughout the day. You fucking how do you think cheater. the Norwegian? How do you think the Norwegian people, the Icelandic, the, those people live for so long and so healthy? And their hair is so beautiful. It's polar bear piss. They're bathing in it. They're drinking in it. It's it's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Icelandic water. Shout out to Icelandic sponsor of the Play On podcast. Mm. Featuring, featuring Carl Markowski. Hey, do we? Um, hey. Mark and hey, guys, <laughs> Mark and I were doing this the like all day. Uh, was it like Friday or something? We're like, welcome to the Playing on Podcast. My name's Carl Markowski. This is Mark Schulte with the Playing on Podcast what a, Minute. What at one point five? <laughs> the B. Like what? We we were thinking about doing a whole section like segment like that of the truck talk thing that we do, and just doing yeah, it like yeah. that. There's, there's this awesome podcast called the 10 minute podcast it's with will, will sasso, sasso. From Magic. i and love will sasso troll on each other with these awesome impersonations <laughs> like they'll go like from hulk hogan to like arnold schwarzenegger to donald trump and they're all perfect Dude, will's, spot on. will's arnold is so good yeah <laughs> I, hey come on you what are you doing over there <laughs> it's good it's really good yeah that was a good one that was actually a really good one i like that uh Dude, I think I'm, it's a child of the 80s. Like, you definitely, if you're a male, probably that plays paintball, you definitely can do a decent Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Oh, you definitely. know? Yeah. You have to be. Otherwise, you're you're not in the in crowd. 
<laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> the, the Ice Age. <laughs> when he played Mr. Freeze, like, yeah, well, who yeah. did that casting? <laughs> I take the pepperoni and I punch it through your head. Yeah. <laughs> what, or, wait, kindergarten cop. Kindergarten cop where he's like, oh, my God. get back to the carpet. <laughs> who thought of that movie? And I, I think know. that they tried to make it fail. Like, it had to have been, like, some guy in a B-film room trying to, like, make a new B-film with Arnold. And it just became this amazing childhood drama that we all love and cherish i think people are making better movies now and i think that's why the rock is such a big star because i think the rock would be in the same position like arnold and then all these other people would be in back then because i mean yeah there were some good movies back then but uh, some of the movies they were in kind of sucked yeah so it's like i I can't believe how big the rock is now or dwayne johnson he is retardedly huge and then you see him like doing stuff with kevin uh what's his name Kevin Hart, and it's like tiny little dude, gigantic dude. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. It's like uh, the, the whole humor of what was that movie uh, uh, with Arnold and Danny DeVito? Junior. Twins? Junior. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, twins. Well, they were in junior too together. They were in a, <laughs> a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Who thought of that? Let's get Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> like, mm. that was that was the, the 80s for you. That you was know? somebody, I have an idea. That That's how it started. I have this fucking yeah. great idea. Here. Let's make Arnold Schwarzenegger pregnant. Well, that's the baby. The that's what Donald Trump is, you stupid. There it is. That's why. Yeah. You're stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I came up because I was watching yesterday. We watched Moana. And The Rock was that's the voice a... on the. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just You're watching wins. with the kid, just preparing yourself. It was mostly me. I was watching it for the most part. That's your Friday night. He was in the room. Yeah. I went and visited my little cousin. He's like a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, you know, there on Friday night was watching Sesame Street. <laughs> like, That's what we do. We watch Sesame Street too. I mean, like whatever. Maybe just go rage on Tuesday night, you know, when the kid's at soccer practice. Like yeah. whatever. Go That's down. what gets you off. <laughs> like... <laughs> I've always loved animated movies, though. I just got a message that my buddy just played with Jules Foot today. Jules Foot, dude, that's like way throwback. Yeah, throwback. (laughs) Like he came out of the woodworks and is involved in paintball again. I guess. Wow. Like Marcus the Carcass and Angel Fergoza last year, coming out to a dynasty practice and everyone went ape shit. I saw that. I thought he was gonna play again. Everyone, I mean, Angel Fergoza was like, fuck, man, like one of the gnarliest seven-man sank players ever. Angel was nasty, dude. I watched, I he was one of those players where I would watch and, so, yeah. and watch how he played, and I'd be like, okay, that's what I want to do. He, yeah, he was so tactical. Like, he was mm-hmm. so good. And, uh, like, people heard that and went, oh, my God, that's unbelievable. Like, I would have been like, fuck, yeah, Dynasty's going to win an event this year. Yeah. And they ended up winning it. They won World Cup. They beat Heat. Mm. That was a doozy. Like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah. I saw that you're pod stuff. manager for Heat on your Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> That's a fantastic position that I, uh, I'm exemplary at. I yeah. like to run and pick up pods, and uh, it's super fun, you know? It's, you do a great I mean, job. like, I, <laughs> I actually really enjoy being, like, uh, you know, in the in the pits in the pro division, 
it's great to like hear the knowledge and, you know, um, learn from the best in the game and like, just be there as a silent listener and like, yeah. you know, be able to help out a team like real realistically, like even in division three, you need a pot, a pod runner, you know, you need everybody. A, Dude, we're always scrambling pick. for somebody like a pit crew. Yeah. And, uh, I remember the Puerto Ricans did a really good <laughs> job with the overall cup. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Thank you again, by the they way. They always help out. They always help out in the pit heat and Nick, Sloyak came over and was like, Hey, Zap, can you stay and help? And I was like, dude, I'm about to go play X ball in the, you know, the other field. I got to run, but these guys would definitely help aftershock. Speaking of Nick, we yeah. just picked Nick up. Yeah. 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 Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be out tomorrow, but yeah, we just, we picked Nick up. He was at oh. practice, I guess this weekend. Dude, you know what? I called that shit right at world cup. I fucking called it. And everyone's <laughs> like, no way. No way. There's no way he's going to Aftershock. There's no way. And I'm like sitting there like, all right, well, I'll listen to you guys real quick. Yeah. I was thinking AC Dallas. I was thinking if he was even going to play, everyone went nuts. He did like a Prince move. He did a total Prince move, and it was awesome. Very well thought out. Turned himself into a symbol. Good job, Nick. Just the the beard formerly known as Nick. Like, <laughs> what, Is that your name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the beard. Oh man, Prince losing Prince was uh was definitely a killer. Literally, Purple Rain, yeah. dude. Purple Rain was a fantastic movie Little and Red a Corvette. fantastic album. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> like dude, the eighties. When I there was I don't know if it was a documentary or something I was watching on him, but he was like I didn't realize how short he was one, and then two like I didn't realize like the the clothes and shit he wore like at performances and everything and how just out there he was. Yeah. And he was like He's five foot one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he could shred. 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 Absolutely shred. The gnar. Yeah. I'd like to have that guy like that on my paintball team for sure. Who would just wear like purple all the yeah. time. And... Nick Sloyak. You got it. I think he's going to be a good addition to our team. He's definitely going to bring like uh, knowledge to some of these new guys for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck. He's been playing pro since when? 07? 06? It makes me Something feel like old, that. man. Like I, I started when I was two thousand four. I feel like that was. I feel like it was long ago, but not that long ago. Thirteen years ago, dude. Fuck you. That's a long <laughs> fucking time. Yeah, you know? dude. man. That is your crazy. kid would be four. If your kid was born back then, your kid would be fourteen right now. You know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It, it feels like it went like that. It does. It's like it was yesterday, and I and I think I feel it so much more now because my body's kind of feeling it now and everything's kind of coming around. I'm in my thirties and those years just flew by. And I don't know if it was because, I don't know if it was because we were kind of like the teams I was on was, we were kind of good. Then we weren't, then we were kind of good. And it was all over the place. I wonder if it would have slowed down a little bit more if we were like, if I was on teams that were winning consistently. No, I think that it's just like the fact of reality is that, I mean, Just yeah. going way out there, you know, mm-hmm. like we are, we live a finite existence and every moment that we have alive and breathing is precious. And sometimes you get like drawn up in the monotony of it and the hustle bustle of it. And you realize like that it just blows by, you know, and next thing you know, it's been 13 years since you've first played pro. Right. Yeah. And, 
and thank God you're still here playing pro and thank God that you're still around. I don't mean to get all religious or anything. I'm just saying like, thank the universe, thank whoever you want to thank. Yeah. And, um, like every moment is so special and do the things that you love, man. Like if you want to, if you love like playing ping pong, go play ping pong. Like if you love drawing pictures, like mm-hmm. go invest your time and your love and your energy into that thing. And if you love paintball, fucking come out and play paintball, man. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I want to do, like, I want to do stuff like this. I want to do, I want to play more paintball. I want to do some clinics. I want to do, I want to immerse myself a little bit more, but I, I want to eventually be this. Like I want to be doing podcasts. I want to be doing my own production. I want to be my own boss. And if I could yeah. do that and be involved in paintball and kind of take myself away from the nine to five, from the, from the hustle and bustle of what society wants you to be, if that yeah. makes sense, I, yeah. I think that is my ultimate goal because really what I want to do is I want to see my, I want to see my little boy grow up. I want to help my wife raise him. I don't want the pressure to all be on her. I don't want the pressure to be all on me going to work and doing this nine to five job. I, I want to be, be able to work from where I want. And I think that's so possible nowadays with, with so many different things across the board. Um, that I think more than, and it's just like you yourself, like you're quitting that, that probably solid, decent job that you are at. 401k health insurance. Fucking exactly. Exactly. Now you have this opportunity that came along because of paintball. And it's, it's so much about taking advantage of opportunity life itself. Yeah. It's taking advantage of things that come or things that you chase and being able to recognize that. And yeah, and and make life what you want it to be because it's all ultimately about choice. That you wake up or you don't wake up. Meaning, if you want to wake up and get better at be, at being you or get better at PayPal or whatever, you you wake up, you work hard. Everything's a choice. Every day is a choice, and it's it's what you want to do, man. Life is not life is not hard. Life is complicated, but it's not hard. Yeah, I mean. Just do the things that you love and you'll find a really easy solution and find a creative passion at least to like help that go. But when it comes down to like providing for a family, like you got to do what you got to do to like, like it's it's not all about you anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you've, you've signed an emotional bond to this woman. Physical bond. And and a physical (laughs) bond now that's been manifested in a child, right? And there's two people that are looking out for you and there's well right now one of them is not because they're not old enough (laughs) yeah but eventually hopefully will and then you're the same back to them and it's finding that like kind of like that balance right if you could find a, a way to provide for your family right and also pursue the thing and the dream and your passion your love Mm -hmm. fucking more power to you you're living the dream right but sometimes it's a matter of like sacking up and going to work and then yeah, just being there, and that's where it com- it becomes difficult, right? To like be able to set aside the time for the podcast and set aside the time for the playing paintball itself and doing other things, you know, and watching your kid grow up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Have him on the show. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'll give it another couple weeks, and then I'll put him. Yeah, on. right. What are you saying? Up. But 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 I think what all successful people across the board, um, what they have in common is that they they put themselves in a position to be successful or or to be 
to take advantage of the situation, right? So you can go to your nine to five, but go to your nine to five being non-complacent. Like, don't be complacent with where you're at. Know your end game of what you want to do, and go yeah. be it. Do the steps in between, but but don't forget what you're doing all of this shit for. Mm. And if as long as you have that in mind. Dude, any you you can do anything you want, no matter who you are, no matter. I mean, even just meeting Mark, like Schulte, dude. The dude was four hundred fucking pounds, man, and he went down to two thirty. Like you, That's you crazy. can, yeah. And he's you can do whatever you want. The situation may be to where your family's poor. You have this situation. You got to watch your grandma. You you live at the end of the street and or whatever. If you want something, you make it work. Hey man, I'm sorry, but like all those things you just listed are like excuses, right? Right. Like some of them are are some of them are completely legitimate excuses, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's people that have accomplished like dreams under like extreme adversity. You know, mm-hmm. that's what human beings are, and that's what's beautiful about our species. We put someone on the freaking moon, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Boom, uh, we made these things, yeah. which are like. The coolest things ever, right? Mm-hmm. We have the world's knowledge at our fingertips at all times. As long as we have a 4G data connection, we're good. <laughs> First world problems, you know. Like, yeah. but we've we've done all these great things, and like, there's people that like are within our sport that have like overcome so much of this adversity to to be involved in it. And mm-hmm. fuck yeah, everyone can do it. There's proof in the there's proof there. There's proof that people can manage their time and like do it well. Yeah, it- it's possible. If everybody stopped when somebody said, no, you can't do this or you can't do that, then there we wouldn't have anything. We would be wouldn't, still wouldn't have like a 1968 Camaro, you know? Yeah. One yeah. of the coolest things ever or like a GTR Skyline <laughs> or yeah. uh, the list goes on, you know? Yeah. If there's if there's one thing that I, that I can say as far as advice goes to paintball players, to people listening to anything, if there's one thing I can – if there's one thing I can say is mm. – create it's um, cre- create so one of the things that I've wanted to do this year uh, which I'm trying to keep up on is I- I'm trying to create more than I take in so instead of scrolling through Facebook and scrolling through uh, Instagram and all that shit I'm trying to create content more than I take in content uh, yeah. as-, as far as um, you know thumb scrolling content but I'll listen to mm-hmm. podcasts and I'll listen to informative information but but I think that's one of my goals, and then that's one thing I can say for everybody. It's just, dude, create shit. Create, make something of yourself. Make something physical. Make something uh, artistic. Or even like whatever it is. Create your paintball. Create your create your paintball team. Create dude. your situation. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like by creating like a paintball team, that's still an adventure and creation. Like, and you're a challenge working on working on so many different goals. You're working on all these different great things that can make you a better human being. You're working on interpersonal yeah. skills. You're working on communication. You're working on financial management. Like you're working on all these things that are very important to being a human being in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's testing and you. Cr- and it's testing you and making, you know, like sometimes like the, 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 from the road to A to Z, right? It's not always about Z. It's about the road itself. Right. Like, and that makes you, like a way better person too is like understanding that road and like the the work that it puts that it takes to put into getting to z or maybe you don't even get to z maybe like your path from a to z actually takes you to x and 
and then X is cool because like X is like the new better awesome opportunity thing that you figured out or an opportunity. Yeah, whatever it is. And I, I know like going back to paintball, like I hope that these new kids on your team like realize that the opportunity that they have and and take full advantage of it, mm. you know, and and hopefully like you guys get to Sunday, like, you know, set yourself up with the goals, right? Win a match, win a point, win a match, right? Get win to day. Sunday. Yeah. Win, win your bracket, you know, whatever it is, like set those little goals and eventually you'll get to that, that top goal. Right. You know, I AC agree. Dallas, like AC Dallas did that and they got consistent podiums like throughout the past couple of years. And, you know, it's a good group of kids under that kind of men- mentality and mindset. No, so I agree, man. I, agree. I wish them, I wish them the best of luck in that adventure for sure. It's going to be an interesting year. For sure. I think so. I think it's going to be a great year for paintball. I Hell think yeah. uh, I think there's a lot of cool people involved in the sport, and I think there's a lot of really great technological advancements, like really awesome, great products out there that help drive this industry itself. Um, you know, I think that the game itself, the format is a lot of fun to play. I think that, like, playing in the woods is still super fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I urge more speedballers, right? to go and try out a scenario event or try out like a big game day and like bring out people like that have never played before and have fun doing it. I think it's going to be an awesome paintball year. I really do. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we should end on that. I think that's awesome paintball year. Awesome paintball year. 2017. We are making paintball great again, guys. We are making paintball great again. (laughs) It's going to be huge. He moves his little die piece. Around. He loves pinching the air. Yeah. And uh, moving it around. <laughs> That's his superpower. That's his Jedi mind trick. Uh, you don't realize. Get you. No, he got you. He's moving air around in front of his face. And he makes great sounds out of his mouth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, Mike, I appreciate thanks, it, dude. Thanks for letting me do this, man. No, dude, any, any fucking time, man. We should virtual high five. We should... Yeah. Uh, we should do this throughout the year, I think, um, just to kind of catch up on things. I think we should definitely do maybe one at the event, you know, sometime during the year. Uh, yeah, for sure. Everybody listening, you should definitely go over to the Paintball Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and uh, and download all the uh, the interviews from zero to one as far as the episodes go, or from zero to where are you at now? Like forty? Yeah, forty six. So you have a yeah. bunch Chug of catching along. up to do. Yeah. Um, but check it out. He has great interviews. Uh, Mike's a super, super sweet guy. Tons of uh, episodes out there. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. And here's to too, uh, here's to uh, a great paintball 2017 year. Fuck yeah! I I uh, I hope other people get out there and listen to some other shows and you know have a great awesome year for sure. And good luck to all my friends out there and playing paintball and their adventure and their life playing paintball land hell yeah man well i will uh i will see you soon and um safe travels at uh, wherever you anything takes you i'll see you on what on wednesday or thursday are you at the thursday? event on thursday well i will be i'm late thursday uh so just because of work friday so, yeah i'll be there friday fuck yeah congratulations travels, to nick slowyak hey Hey-o. it'll probably hopefully it's out before i ruin the surprise but <laughs> we'll see yeah <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Later, guys. See ya. Bye.
thank you so much, Mike, for being able to uh, put some time aside to sit down and talk to me. Uh, I got a little saucy during that uh, during that interview with uh, with the wine, but it opens me up a little bit, and I uh, my emotions get the uh, get the best of me. So it was it was fun though. I had a really good time. Um, Mike is a great guy, and he runs an awesome podcast. Again, the Paintball Podcast. Uh, you can find him on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. So thank you, Mike. Also, big thank you goes to the uh, the people over at Planet Eclipse. Those wonderful peeps over there. Uh, they have some of the best products out there, including the best paintball marker on the planet, the LVR, along with the CSR and the CS Pros. They're out. The brand new whips for all the pro teams uh but you will see a bunch of those this year i am sure also a big thank you to midwest clothing they have a little thing called the uh the custom head swag uh deal going on where they can they can uh you know customize some headgear for you if you're an individual or if you are a team you can also get sponsored by them but uh, just head over to midwestclothingllc.com and also type in capital tpop for your 20 percent off uh vantrition thank you so much for sponsoring this podcast you uh you can get all your sporting supplement needs over there at uh, at vantrition uh your four plate protein your paintball recovery your paintball preload 15 percent off capital tpop over at vantrition.com uh your total order also a big thank you goes to carbon paintball uh, they will be doing a 15% off one time for all of the uh, the Playing On podcast listeners. So if you head over there and you buy their, their awesome pack or pants or jersey or gloves or one of everything, uh, you'll get 15% off uh, of a one-time purchase over at CarbonPaintball.com. So thank you guys for listening. I really, really, really do appreciate it. Please don't forget to subscribe over on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Also, uh, go follow me on YouTube. Uh, That's under Carl Markowski. On Facebook, it is Carl Microwave Markowski. And on Instagram, cmarkizzle. I appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you next time. Well, you'll hear me next time on the Playing On Podcast. See you guys.